0: welcome to the Alexandra Wenman show. My guest today is medium teacher and author, the lovely Claire Broad. Claire, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so looking forward to this. (laughs) I'm so excited to finally get you on because we met quite a while ago now, didn't we? We met uh, through our mutual friend, Teresa Chung, our our mutual (laughs) co-author. And and, yes, she's put us in touch and finally you're here. So can you, for our, you, you've just had the most incredible, um, I suppose, propulsion into the limelight with your work recently, with your best selling book, What the Dead Are Dying to Teach Us, and also your book um, that you wrote with Teresa, which I'm now, after just saying it, <laughs> I've forgotten the forgotten name of Answers <laughs> from Heaven. Answers <laughs> from Heaven. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about how you discovered your gift of mediumship. How did this all start for you?
1: Well, it goes right the way back, in fact, in What the Dead Are Dying to Teach Us, which isn't an autobiography, but I do share um, insights into my life, really, to to help ground the teachings. Um, I write in there about the fact that um, my mum says that from about the age of two, um, maybe I was younger than that, but from the ability to be able to say the first simple words, if you like, Um, She would come in after, you know, me having had a nap or been put down to sleep, come in in the morning and I would be standing up, sort of in my cot, going, pointing to uh, (laughs) areas in the room and saying, man, man. So, um, you know, it would happen often enough for her to start thinking, there's something in this, because she would start off by saying, no, there's no man, I can assure you, you're fine. There's no man, there's no man. And then she realised that as I was, becoming more and more persistent with this over time that she started to think this is strange and maybe there's something I'm not seeing that Claire is you know. Um, Do you think
0: she was freaked out or do you think she was quite cool with it all? (laughs) Well as it turns out my nan
1: um, not she wasn't a medium but she had her own experiences herself in fact she could have been probably a fantastic medium had someone pointed out to her that she could develop that ability but to her it was just spontaneous occurrences that happened dotted throughout her life and she was yeah. very grounded with it all but she would share stories um with my mum as my mum was growing up about things uh, people she'd seen spirit people she'd seen and so my mum was kind of open-minded i wouldn't say that we were we weren't particularly religious although she did used to go to a church of england church um but we weren't brought up sort of indoctrinated into that my dad was agnostic and my family in general didn't really give much thought to the afterlife so it wasn't like we were i didn't grow up in a household encouraging it let's put it that way Mm. but when i said these things my mum was open-minded enough to not poo-poo it either just to think that's interesting you know can she say something i can't she's open um, but she didn't. She didn't sort of uh, encourage it in any way. She just didn't. She didn't belittle me either. She didn't say, "Oh, don't be stupid." There's no one that you know. There was none yeah, of that. She
0: just let it. Let it. That's beautiful. Let it yeah. Let it unfold. That's gorgeous. Yeah. So I have I to bored, say.
1: Oh, oh, sorry. sorry. I'm just
0: going to say while you're talking. I I don't. People who watch this show are quite open as well, obviously. But your aura is white white and bouncing <laughs> off your head right now so I just kind of point that out like I, I feel like do you have any idea of uh who you are as a soul in terms of like your past lives your your, your kind of I guess your your the, the bigger aspect of you as a soul and your mission on the earth plane I mean obviously you're here to to help people communicate into the afterlife and things like that have you Have you had any insights into who you were before and why you came in so open? Um,
1: I've been really blessed. And I'm glad you've got an open-minded audience because the thing is, once you start to expand your awareness and basically mediumship is a pathway to spiritual enlightenment. It's, you know, I, I don't think it's, I think it's as valuable as any other religion. And once I started putting a practice in, where you are actually, I suppose the only difference is that you're hands on, you're actually putting into action what you would learn in in other philosophies, Um, you start to open your mind up to a greater reality. So I've had many insights through meditation that have stunned me and I've had to go away and Google words that have come to me, insights that have been brought to me, things that I didn't know. Plus as I developed my own relationship with my own spirit teachers, as they've come close, they've given me lots of, um, steer and insight into why I'm here, what I was doing before. So, um, yes, I mean, I have been told, obviously I can't prove it, but I have been told that I was, um, which I find interesting actually doing this in previous incarnations. So right Mm -hmm. the way back into antiquity, as far back as Samaria has been, um mentioned to me that i could read the sky like a book with regards yeah. to the stars and that i was um uh, like i suppose high priestess type uh, level yeah. in those days um but that i've uh, obviously I've, I've repeated that kind of learning and journey and it seems to me that i've gone backwards because i think we had a knowledge that we
0: used to have it was just our birthright, wasn't it? I Absolutely. Think. Well, I so got told lost. to wear this this morning. Ah. And <laughs> so I'm getting, there was a big connection to Egypt. Yes. And maybe we had a connection in Egypt. I don't know. But it's ancient. It is ancient knowledge. And it's, I think. Uh, and this is where the conversation always you know it just opens just out <laughs> i feel like a lot of us there's a lot of mediums and spiritual teachers now popping up all over the planet isn't there there's so many people awakening yeah. and i almost feel like we are in a way way showers, people who've come back we have ancient knowledge and we remember or we've had to remember this in order to help others open to their memories and it's like this ripple effect that's going out i think so that's incredible i love the visual of you reading the sky like a book so in this life how did you start to develop it did you go into training or what sorts of things did you did you do to enhance or embrace your gifts
1: well because i was having um
0: you know insights from a teenager i started
1: seeing my spirit guide basically standing at the end of my bed as I would wake up, I would see him, I was kind of having some quite um, in-your-face experiences, <laughs> let's put it that way, that drove me more like to want him to understand more about it than me, than me just having a keen interest. Uh, it's obvious to me now that he was basically saying, right, come on, you're a teenager now, time to start learning, time to get hands on. Um, so I went to see a medium because of, I mean, there's just no such thing as coincidences there. But you know, I, I was I was working um, at Reebok International at the time. Funny enough, and the lady there said to me that she had an appointment with a medium. And at that time, I had loads going on in my life, psychically, with this with this being who was showing himself and appearing in my. In my you know, I was quite intimidated, quite frightened by it, to be honest. So I thought, right, I'm going along there and I'm going to find out what, you know, can she tell, can this lady tell me anything? What's going on? Um, because she picked up on it straight away my teacher Sheila Thomas phenomenal medium she picked up on it all picked up on my what I was saying earlier sorry I meant to say this when I was four I gave a message from my granddad that's when I remember giving my first message First
0: message at four years old that's at four.
1: Amazing. yeah so but my my teacher Sheila she picked up on it saying I've got your granddad here you've given a message from him you've spoken to him directly plus I can see that there's a spirit guide with you and explained everything that had been going on Around me, and I was like, Whoa, you know.
0: So, at that stage, you couldn't, could you hear your guide, or was it more you no, were just no? I couldn't, it. It yeah, was
1: spontaneous. That can make it
0: scary, can't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I,
1: I was, it was, it was that hypnopompic, hypnagogic state, falling asleep, waking up, seeing what what scientists would say is a hallucination for me. I think now we're more in tune with spirit in those times, and that's when it, the door can be more open. So, it was happening in those times, plus. Uh, you know, they were using my clear scent, so I could I was getting smells objects were moving I mean actually I think quite common stuff when you talk to other mediums there seems to be a pattern that unfolds um, in being able to use your senses senses in this way before you actually discipline yourself and learn yeah. and the, in, the Interesting thing was that Sheila said to me. They're asking me if you will come and learn under my guidance and um, I will I will take on that responsibility if, if you want to learn. Uh, But I was only sort of 18, 19 at the time. And it took me another two years till I was 21 to actually think, no, I'm actually going to do this. And for her, then for me to sit with her literally Mm -hmm. every month, twice, twice twice a month I sat with her and learned to just sit in the, in what mediums call sitting in the power, Mm -hmm. sitting in my space, sitting in my energy, and then learning my energy field, my, my subtle body, learning to meditate, learning to get still, learning to stop, switch the thoughts off, and then learning to go with the flow of imagination and creativity and allow the symbolism of spirit to come into my mind without me dismissing it. I mean, that took years. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we have to catch up the other side of the brain, don't we? We're so indoctrinated into that logic and that reason and the... Yeah, and <laughs> I have a
1: real battle. I, I mean, I am a creative <laughs> person, you know, i worked for Disney for years. And so I'm a creative person, but I have that analog- analytical mind where I'm like, I need to understand it, you know, I was never any really good at maths at school because people who say, oh, don't ask questions. It just is this way. And I'll be like, no, but why is it? But that why? <laughs> doesn't make sense so yeah I have this like dance which is why I've looked into the science as well as getting hands-on in fact I think spirituality is mutual with that you've got to get hands on you've got to understand it and get hands on we need
0: the evidence don't we otherwise it's we have no reference points really we don't we won't we won't really understand the point of it if we don't have that balance that balance point tell us about the science of it because you've delved quite deeply into this side of things haven't you
1: well, it's just because, as a practicing medium, um, you know you're open to all sorts of cynicism. Uh, quite rightly, I mean, let's face it, there is some real rubbish out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I can understand where the cynics and deniers come from. I can see their side of things. Uh, but but you know, as a practicing medium, I took the responsibility of of what I was offering people as a service seriously, and I wanted to make sure what is it that they seem to think they know that i don't what have i missed because i'm definitely having experiences that don't don't fit in with their model of the world you know the way that they look at reality is not my experience of reality so i just wanted to make sure that i was clued up and informed and actually spiritualism has been a a philosophy that has been scientifically tested for over 150 years now you know it's it it does go hand in hand because like you say you are trying to find evidence of survival Mm. so I did delve into it and but uh, it's such exciting times because there is more and more scientists open minding that open their minds up now because you know their own understanding of science is shifting and changing how they understand the universe and what reality is and more to the point how they don't understand reality because I, um, I had the great privilege of sitting with um, Dr. Eben Alexander, who wrote Proof of Heaven. I had a, a, a coffee with him one morning with, um, yeah. with the lovely Teresa Chung. And it really struck me that he, was, he said, until scientists learn to go within and, and get to grips with what consciousness is, they won't understand the universe. Because yeah. there's this element of reality that we know is there because we're conscious, yet scientifically, mm he says that we can't even string a sentence together scientifically about what that is it's
0: about the unseen really isn't it i mean they, they think that it, it, it has to be like a, a physical you know but we're learning to see differently and when, and when you can learn to see differently you open up to so much more i mean you and i can see things that others can't see exactly and, and and it just is our world but how do you how do you quantify that well i think now that now that we've got quantum physics and all of that stuff coming in, and the multiverse and and that, they're starting to catch up, but it is slow going, isn't it? I think that's... Well,
1: it is. I mean, it's still, they're still looking externally. Um, we're dealing with the esoteric. They're dealing with the exoteric. If you like, they're looking outside of themselves still. Um, you know, that's missing the point, almost. So I think until they start to realize there's a whole level of reality within themselves that they haven't yet Tapped into that actually can give results that provide evidence of something more. I mean, I have the privilege of um, having taught a a lovely lady who's a lawyer who taught me how to look at evidence in the manner of as it would be looked at in a court of law. Because you know, she came into this movement as a fraud expert, believe it or not. Oh, wow! It's very black
0: and white, there, isn't it?
1: Yeah. (laughs) So she joined my. My circle of, you know, students and if anybody was qualified to weasel out fraud, it was her. Obviously, we had a lovely relationship. She sat for years learning under under my guidance and uh, but I learned so much from her because, you know, we can see there's different types of evidence and that many times when we're having a spiritual experience, it gives us insight that goes beyond our own knowledge. Say like when you're meditating and you get a word in a foreign language that comes to you that you know, you didn't know, but you Google it and find it's got great meaning to what you're being shown, that kind of thing. You know, I mean, it does start to go beyond probability that you've tapped into something wider than yourself because you didn't have that knowledge, you know.
0: Can you, can you share with us some of your, your- Best examples of evidence that have, that's been shown to you, like when you've had an insight and then you've maybe gone away and googled it or found out what you were being shown actually yeah, was.
1: Yeah, oh gosh, there's so many. Honestly, <laughs> um, it's getting more and more and more because the, the 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 more I sit, twenty four years now, of sitting with spirit, the, the closer that connection gets. So, um, I can think of um, I was. A couple of a couple of examples, one very recently, strangely enough, I was doing a reading for for a scientist who I know through um, cambridge university and um, and he I just gave some literally a download of channeling to him that was coming to me from one of his guides and I was given a name in old, well I I guess it's Latin, I don't even know, you know, this is the thing. I I was given the name, which I won't say obviously because this is personal Personal. to him, Um, but it it was an old English, Latin, almost Roman sounding name that I knew I had no knowledge of. But the interesting thing is, this person who I looked up, I found was a 16th century alchemist oh my and God, I'm giving me with, I know and I was dealing with a scientist so you can see why someone from that, that time, world who would have, yeah would have been considered the scientist of their time would be connecting with him so you know it's those kinds of situations I was um, sitting in meditation once m- myself and I remember seeing oh, the most beautiful Indian guide Coming in front of me, not Native American, actual, you know, Indian um, culture. I don't know yeah. from which yeah. area, but um, she just stood right in front of me and and went like, you know, like this, and said Sumati. and and I was thinking, I don't know what that. Is. I have no idea. So I, 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 I you know, I opened my eyes. I saw this tiny dot of light because I was expecting to see her there. So mm. this tiny dot of light flickering around. Um, a spirit left, and I quickly grabbed my tablet. I keep my tablet close now, so I can quickly Google. Um, and so, so, so Samadhi is Sanskrit, so it's Indian language yeah. for pure of mind, yeah. clear in mind, like clear channel. Basically, it's meditation. And that's your name
0: too, Claire, isn't it? it means clear. Yes, it does. It's my it middle clear, name. <laughs>
1: yeah, means clear light. Clear light. Absolutely. That's yeah. who you are. <laughs> So my mum jokes, she's like, oh, my mum says to me, you, we she must have been inspired to want to give me that name because like, I'm a clairvoyant. You know? <laughs> oh, yes. It's like, it's like yeah, the perfect know.
0: name. <laughs> I didn't even put two and two together there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, there you are. So you've got it in your name too then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think our names are important too. I think it took me a long time. I don't know about you. It took me a long time to kind of, step into my name i've always like i go by al or alex to go by alexandra has only been sort of like the last five years when i've stepped into my power but when you look up what alexandra means it's helper of god and defender of mankind and i'm like wow. okay and then my middle name is clear light that so the Wenman is a whole <laughs> other ball game it's like bearer of news or something it's like wow and i, and I kind of look at people who do these um soul plan readings somebody once told me if i stayed with this name i was always going to have to learn and grow by really hard dark nights of the soul and that has been my pattern so far but i am not going to change my name i feel i have a purpose to transcend that karma and that's part of the the journey to enlightenment or ascension or whatever you would call it so Oh, yeah, I love I you because you're like clear broad, so you're clear light <laughs> that spreads all the way around. <laughs> oh, the, I like that. I never even
1: thought about that. Yet, that's right. my married name, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> It is funny, though, because actually, it's weird we're having this conversation, but I was having the same conversation with my daughters the other day, who are now 11 and 12, because when, when I named them with my husband, we didn't think spiritually at all. I was thinking names that would last, that they could grow into, that were, you know, classic, that they wouldn't be, you know, mortified to have been given, you know, all that was going through my head. Um, But actually when I look up my daughter's, my oldest daughter's name actually, her first and middle name now means warrior of the light. (laughs) And, And my youngest daughter's name is fairy magic and all of that, you know, so. It, I just think, okay, there is no co- coincidences. This is all coming at us from angles, even when we don't even know it is. We're, we're receiving yeah. insight constantly, aren't we?
0: Totally, <laughs> and I believe we all choose our own names, even if it's the parent. It's like it comes to the parent.
1: That's what I believe. We, yeah, because you yeah.
0: chose it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's but we are
1: ancient beings, and like you say, there is more and more people waking up to that fact. And I loved what you said earlier that you know, we, it was our birthright to have this knowledge as, you know, in ancient times gone before, people would have just, everyday people would have accepted they got insight in dreams and paid attention to their dreams. And, you know, that was no big deal. Now, if people started predicting their dreams accurately, they get money off it, you know, but, you know, in those days that would have just been part and parcel. To be a seer or a high priestess or whatever, a magician, the magi, you would have had to really been on it and proven yourself to levels above the norm. Absolutely. And I just think that we have kind of um, come to hold the light. That's how I see it to help yeah. people remember who they are. That's you asked me earlier what I think my purpose is. I actually think it's that it, it's, yeah. you know, the, I let people know that there's more to this world by by connecting and doing a reading and giving them something if you like tangible to see that it's real but that's not the that's to me uh, that's helpful and it's healing and it brings comfort and it's definitely a part of my work but I feel a medium's job is to turn a light on inside that person so that they understand who they are and that Absolutely. they live their best life because they they start to understand that they're they've got a greater power at their disposal than they realize that they're more than they understand themselves to be you know
0: you're illuminating them it's like being a bridge isn't it it's a doorway into or or into those those other realms it's so beautiful i mean even being in your presence is it's lovely you've got a lovely calming energy and this lovely bubbly kind of excited (laughs) kind of energy and that's your personality too i love that you bring humor and fun and everything into it and you you do kind of bring this lightness of being to to this work because i think a lot of people have kind of misconceived notions about what it is and people can be quite fearful of what they don't know. I know that yeah. my own experience of mediumship is so beautiful and so humbling to be able to connect in this way. So can you tell us a little bit about how you work, Claire? Like when you experience mediumship, what happens to you? Is it, is it eyes open, eyes closed? Is it physical? Is it in, in the clairvoyance? What, what's, your, what's your actual experience of it like? Let's, well, let's I just, let, let's get inside your head. <laughs> Yay! <laughs>
1: it's quite empty in there. <laughs> I, I mean, that's a compliment. I'm trying to get it more and more empty.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, I'm the I, blonde one here, girl.
1: <laughs> I think that uh, I describe it like a game of charade. For me, I need to keep everything simple. There's no point teaching something that other people can't grasp. I've seen and heard the most beautiful wisdom addresses in in my time from from mediums, which have sounded eloquent and so amazing. But when it comes down to actually integrating that in everyday life, it's like, okay, I don't know how to apply that. So I'm trying to keep things simple. So if I describe it for me like a game of Shiraz, I think all people can probably understand you know because they have all probably played charades at sometimes um, so i'm i i'm, I'm clairsentient so basically i feel that connection so when i was four and i and i felt my grandfather come around me i just i just knew he was there the, the it was almost like the energy around me shifted i felt him wrap his love around me i felt his personality i felt hi, him to a level of, of knowing that i would never feel in physical terms you know i just knew him inside and out and um i recognized him instantly and i just can sense and know that there's a spirit person there now how i try and help people understand that that is as real to me as the air that i breathe is when You know, I use an example of when you walk into a room and two people have been arguing and you walk into that atmosphere Mm -hmm. And it hits you. Yeah, and you could sometimes cut it with a knife as we say Um, You know, there's something uh, You know tangible there, but you can't actually hold it. You couldn't measure it You couldn't scientifically measure it. But if anyone tried to tell you the atmosphere wasn't there you would vehemently deny it, you would say, no, there is, you know, or if you walk into a church and feel the reverence or into a even into just people's homes. I mean, we're all doing it naturally. Walk into other people's homes, get a good vibe, or you know, an uncomfortable vibe or or whatever, you know, it's that kind of real to me. And then if I see anything, the clairvoyance for me, I I describe it I'd say to people, visualize your front door in your mind. You can see the letterbox, the keyhole, the, you know, but it's not how you and I are looking at each other with physical eyes. Mm. And if I hear anything, um, it's like a song playing out in my head, that internal hearing. So yeah, this it's sh- like your own
0: thoughts. Isn't it almost? Yeah. But yeah. It's
1: like a voice, isn't it? Like it's always been described, like a voice in your mind that isn't yours, mm. but it's there. And so then I, I, I'm charading, I've just felt this, I've just seen that, I've just heard that. And just like interpreting a dream, because the language of spirit is in symbolisms, I then have to understand what they're trying to relay. Now, mediums take many years, as you'll know, to develop, because not only do they have to still their own mind and start to get disciplined and get on top of their thoughts, but they also have to learn a new language. And the spirit world will show me, for instance, symbolisms that I understand, like my shorthand. So that when I'm working now, I know a red ring, red wheel means this to me. Uh, yes. You know, certain even you know silly things like this. If I get this, I know that means somebody's got their own business. They're, the responsibility on their own shoulders. That's
0: my shorthand. Like hand. spiritual sign language, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it
1: is. So it is like a charade. Yeah. Because you know, I generally feel I don't know how they get the information across through mental mediumship. They must find it so frustrating on the other side of life. <laughs> Because you know it's it's yeah you know, they like like a sign language, and so you're having to learn that. And the the really good mediums are the ones who can get on top of their own thoughts and get clear, be empty, mm. and then interpret what's coming to them accurately. And uh, and that's I think the real skill in it. We can all do this. We can like we can all pick up crayons and we can all enjoy drawing, but we might not all be Banksy. <laughs> you know, it's the same. Principle I think I don't know if you agree.
0: <laughs> I do indeed. It's so it's so funny listening to you talk It's really similar to how I teach the clairs and things. It's like I always say it's exactly like our 3d senses But you you know if you want to if you want to develop your clairvoyance Really look when you're out and about be more visual really take in the detail if you want to develop your clairaudience Learn to listen to people. Listen, listen, listen. And then you start to learn to listen to the, the voice in your own mind. I always find the, the, the beautiful messages that come through, they're often a lot kinder than our own voice too. We're, we're often quite mean to ourselves as humans. We need to kind of start to lighten up, love ourselves more. And then that opens those, those other pathways in the brain, I think.
1: I think so you're right, so you know self love I think is probably half of the reason why we're here. <laughs> most exactly. of us are to, most of us are trying to master that,
0: <laughs> so I want to ask you, Claire, because you obviously you're very connected to spirit do you is most of your work um to do with mediumship and and seeing people in the afterlife? do you have experience of angels and other kinds of beings as well like fairies and things like that elementals or even um like on this show we can talk about galactic beings and things like that. Do you have experience of those kinds of um all of it. You do have all of it. <laughs> I thought so. I can sense it. Well, I never used I'm to like if she's I not I... a medium, she's a channel, she's so much more <laughs> than a medium. I think I think
1: that there is um it's it interesting because my spirit guide, um uh is is or presents himself as native american put it that way yeah. um it's interesting because actually that uh, that's i didn't know this word but it has offended some people that have said that because i'm in britain don't know you know don't know anything about native american culture and you know these days you have to be so pc but i have to say it as it is he presents yeah. himself as native american <laughs> yeah. and has given me many shamanic teachings through meditation through my um my own journey through learning to journey journey in journeying my mind so it started out in that way literally perceiving the deceased members of you know family members and helping people find comfort and healing that's how the spirit world worked with me first although although apart from my granddad my first contact was with a higher being a spirit guide um but then, as time has gone on, I've found that as I've grown in my own life and you know, real mediumship, real seers, true um, magi, whatever word you want to use, um, it's a depth of wisdom that you start to unfold in yourself, and that takes time. And as I beca- began to become more wise, I write about in, in What the Dead of Dying to Teach Us how when I had children. I found that because my heart center opened up more and I became less selfish, uh, my, my mediumship was going to another level because I was able to receive and recognize and perceive far greater intelligence. Yeah. So now um, as I've sat, I try and sit in more of trance like states just for myself to develop my link. Oh my gosh, I have seen so many different intelligences being, I think they're probably archetypal, I don't know, but I mean, I've seen from Egyptian gods to crystalline beings, Mm. um, uh, higher evolved beings that I believe are from star constellations, um, you know, have seen elementals, although that's not really... it's not something i see for myself but when when i have clients come who are ready for the next phase of learning like they they know that their deceased loved ones are okay but they're coming for soul uh, purpose or deeper meanings just wanting to learn from spirit they're the reasons that really are a joy because we can get right into you know get our teeth into stuff that really stretches me i have seen for other clients elemental beings i remember seeing for one lady who's um out sort of uh, somerset way uh the most amazing being shown themselves to me that was with her because she was doing like earth work i suppose like almost like earth magic really but she wouldn't have called it that she was sending healing to the earth trying to heal nature look after her area and this being that was just absolutely covered in her ivy is the way i saw it who didn't like me at all that's the funny thing <laughs>
0: they sometimes don't be the, the nature beings they could be no. bit, like get away from me <laughs>
1: yeah it was really really cold like don't like you don't like human beings don't like what they're doing don't like what you're doing but working with her because she was doing something she's positive. she's probably one
0: of them she's probably been a dryad in a past yeah, probably. life
1: <laughs> but you know these sorts of things stop me in my tracks the logical thinker that i am who always needs to put this to the test you know i didn't believe in angels because i had like many spiritual seekers turned my back on the cultural conditioning i'd received and the religious upbringing i'd had and and i'd, and I'd put it down to myth- mythology you know and then when i start seeing these beings or receiving <laughs> and they're like Yoo-hoo! yeah <laughs> Hello. And, and, and you know the really funny i remember the first time i ever came into contact with um Archangel Michael. I didn't see an angel because I, re- I wouldn't have received that. I saw a, a bearded man, almost of biblical type look, who said, I'm St. Michael and I'm here to protect and heal you. And, um, you know, I wasn't seeing anything angelic. I didn't even know who St. Michael was. <laughs> and I asked my I mean, this is how ignorant I was, because I, I was much younger. But I asked my circle group who St. Michael was, and they were all laughing, saying, oh, it's, it's Marks and Spencers, you know, we're shot in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, well, you know, I know it sounds daft, because obviously Archangel Michael, to me, is something completely different to St. Michael.
0: But you might have actually thought you were imagining it, you know, if he came in as that traditional angel form, you've seen so many pictures and depictions of that. That's it. Yeah. He come in, it, come in like that. And then you probably wouldn't have believed it. You'd be like, oh, that I've just seen that somewhere. I had him, I used to picture Archangel Michael with like dark hair when I was a kid. I'd see him with the wings and everything, but that was my, more my imagination. And then I remember Years ago in in Sydney, I went home to Sydney. My mum made us go to church at St Mary's Cathedral, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not interested in going to church. I'm just going to connect in with my angels." And I had this full-on experience with Michael, but he showed himself not at all how I'd imagined he would look. <laughs> he was like the sexiest goddamn <laughs> angel. I think you could ever imagine he was like all chiseled and like six pack and <laughs> he had the sword and shield and he had long flowing blonde hair. And I'm like, Oh, I'm not usually into blondes, but you'll do like <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. He was like, I was like, wow. And then I, and then after that, I kept seeing depictions after that of Michael with blonde hair and people talking about Michael shows up blonde hair. And I was like, Oh, I never thought he had blonde hair. I never thought of him like that, but it's it's weird how they'll come in and show you different to what you expect almost. Maybe to yes. try and shock you or make you go see. Look, this is you know exactly.
1: And then I, I mean, you know, I sort of sat up then, but what I was using a, um, a a talking board, a Ouija board. Okay, uh, many years later, that's another story in itself because I used to think, oh you're okay no, those
0: people, unless you know, <laughs> no,
1: exactly, oh, no, unless no. you a
0: trained did, medium. <laughs> i did
1: not. My own story is one of absolute fear and not going near the things, you know. And, um, you know, it's too, probably too long to tell now, but basically, the spirit world had even said to my mum when I was in school that there was a ball go, go board in school and that I should not be using it. They'd got a message to her. Yeah. So, uh, from my whole life, I had been avoiding the things. Avoiding okay. Yes. Uh, but then when it came to just, this is the intelligence of spirit, when it came to just before I got the book, um, deal with Teresa, Teresa invited me to write with her. This board was literally bought to my home. I did not go out and look for it. It was bought to my home. And my next door neighbor, believe it or not, came in with the board and we opened it and I was shaking. There was beautiful white feathers on it, which is the name of my spirit guide and we servers, yeah and so we sat we sat down at this board because i thought come on claire don't be stupid you've been developing now for 20 years you know you know the spirit dimensions you've got your own connection you know how to protect yourself you're not going to be attracting any nonsense and if you and if anyone comes along they can just clear off you know um we had the most amazing yeah. Angelic contact. I yeah. I understand now. It's because they were showing me that I was going to start developing my channel with writing, and that was the first stages. There was letters on there they could take me to, and where I'm getting to with this is, I got the name Uriel, and but it was A U R I E L. Uriel. Yeah. And um and I couldn't. I that wasn't an angel. Because I haven't gone seeking angels. It's not something that I felt I resonated with. Do you know, there's there's
0: also a connection in that for me. I'm just not going to say what it is, but yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, that's when I looked, because I didn't know who Aurel is, I looked it up and saw that that was the old spelling for it as well. That most people just spell it U R I E L. But I'd been given the old ancient spelling. There's also
0: Ariel yeah yeah which is i mean the nature angel
1: is it's just the intelligence is amazing isn't it and the
0: meaning of Uriel
1: is the wisdom of god it was the the wisdom of god coming through onto the board so i mean it's just beautiful so now i'm like yeah yeah there's angels
0: Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. higher evolved yeah. beings, there's, yeah. you know, crystalline beings, there's elementals, there's, you know, I just <laughs> don't is, run it's
0: around. Infinite, it's infinite, isn't it? It's so multi-dimensional. Yeah. yeah.
1: I do wonder if they are actual, I do think they're probably real, but what I'm, where I'm going with this is I wonder if things get thought into being sometimes. Oh, I sometimes question that.
0: I What I've been shown is that there are aspects of us and, and and us as the divine it's like i always think of an angel represents the relationship between the human us and the divine us and the 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 quality of the relationship so if the divine is a a big crystal the angel would be the highest um aspect of each um sort of uh, facet of that crystal so in our relationship with God, say we, we, we want to invoke our divine courage or our divine um, our divine willpower at the highest level of our being, that's Michael. And even in the Hebrew, the Hebrew language is all based on sacred geometry. It's really fascinating. Yeah. So the phonetics of Mikael, you are invoking the highest divine will and Raphael is the highest healing power of the divine and Uriel the highest wisdom. Um, wisdom. And I think Uriel is also about compassion and forgiveness at that highest level too. So very connected with like Mary Magdalene and what she was teaching. So I do think they are part of us. So you invite, you invoke Michael. He comes in from our perspective as a guide, but he is also a part of you. So it's more empowering to think of that. You're invoking a higher aspect of your, your own consciousness in a way.
1: Absolutely, because this is where I'm got getting to with it all now, is that ultimately we're all one, aren't we? We're all yeah. one in the one soup of consciousness. So yeah. to me, consciousness is primary. And therefore, I wonder whether some of these, you know, beings actually ever were, or whether the power has come in us creating that imagery, like, you know, who's to know? In the creation yeah. yeah, it could be like Harry Potter could be. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. more people that focus on it, create it, give it image, give it power, give it, you know, I mm. actually, you know, that is the alchemist, isn't it? I think, yeah. you know, I worked at Disney and Walt Disney was an alchemist. He managed to get everything. He knew all screen. of this,
0: didn't he? Tell us about oh, Disney. You, you uh, just, well, I don't know. <laughs> I,
1: I, I, with regard, I mean, I know it was quite, um, Wanting to create if you want to create the happiest place on earth and Definitely. you want to create perfection, <laughs> it means you're trying to create something in this world that really isn't here, does it you know
0: so what was your I, role there, Claire, when you were there? I think it's funny how everything's always connected, isn't it?
1: Yes, well, I mean actually that's a good lesson in life in general for all of us because how many clients do i have sitting in front of me saying they don't know what their life purpose is they don't know you know whether they're in on the right track they don't know if they're in the right place um i just think we need to all just sit back and relax because where we are at is exactly where we're meant to be at (laughs) because when i look back now you know i i always i had always wanted to be in music because i was creative i wanted to you know, be in the music industry. And so I set out as a teenager to make sure that I got into music. Well, life zig and zags, doesn't it, you know? And I couldn't get a job in music, but I did get a job in advertising, and it was media, and I just thought, okay. And I loved my time in advertising, it was amazing, but it wasn't music. <laughs> and then I've always been, I suppose, with with what I do, open to fantasy, imagination, storytelling. And I thought, do you know where I want to go from here? I want to go and work at Disney. That's where I want to go. (laughs) So so I focused on it. And I I do really believe in the law of attraction because in my own life, every time I actually put my focus on something, I bring it to me. (laughs) So it was so strange because I I literally went and found a temping agency that I, I said, get me into Disney. (laughs) They they gave me, well, they got me two weeks temping. Okay. Mm. But the really funny thing was there was a recruitment freeze on at the time and no one across the whole of the world was being hired. So I'm saying to everyone, I want to work in Disney. You know, I want, this is where I want to be. The magic, the creativity, everything, you know, it's, it's who I am. I'm saying that to the spirit world, and um, so what comes up? Two weeks in the record pop department with the music, and I did so w- every every
0: box ticked. Yeah, I got
1: I got two weeks work and stayed seven years.
0: Oh. So,
1: and and I was able to get hired when nobody else got hired because it was a new department that had come over from Paris to the UK, and it just you know I just. That's how I got into all of that. <laughs> and I
0: beautiful alignment, isn't it? It's just yes. beautiful. You and know you're look, in the right place.
1: And the really lovely thing was, then, from there, my bosses were saying to me, because I was saying I want to go and learn to do massage. I needed my soul was telling me, do something holistic, do something. So then they allowed me to massage at Disney. They moved my role around to let me do all that. And it was all laying the foundations. I was doing training, I was a training manager. Every part of what I'd learnt was coming into play for what I was going to need it for. It was never about all that. That was almost, it's almost like I was being humoured in the early part of my life to have fun, do the thing I wanted to do, as long as I was gaining the skills I was gonna need for like now and now every element of it the magic the ma- understanding the magic the magic in the disney the sort the creation the you know the spiritual side of it i think that's what i was saying like Walt disney literally created a character in his mind and has literally brought into manifestation brought into life yeah everything yeah and so to me you know magic's damn real if you want to look at it in that sense of the word spirit communication is absolutely real these archetypes are absolutely real because if we create them, focus on them, work towards them, we manifest them. And you, you, it's happening in your everyday life. I don't know why people would find it so hard to believe.
0: I know. That's not possible. <laughs> I, I think it's, all these abilities are part of our, our true divine blueprint and we've just forgotten how to use them, like we were saying before. I'm having experience now where the mediumship and the channeling has opened up kind of one step further and I'm having, real time, real life telepathic conversations with people. And I've had it with emotion, like we can feel each other, like you say, that's part of our our own telepathic um, connection. But the last last month, and haven't contacted him on email yet, but I will do. The last month I have been connecting telepathically, visually as well as, it's like he's in front of me like you are now, with an Aboriginal elder in Australia. And we both came face to face. I was doing a goddess uh, workshop and I was w- working with the white flame, the white fire, and it, which is where we kind of embodying the goddess. And I came boom in my vision face to face with this Aboriginal man. And he went, oh, you've come, <laughs> you've, you've come. And, and I went, who did you ask for? And he went, I asked for great mother to come and you're here. And I went, yeah, you got me. Um. And I was like, and I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me, and he goes, are you in the flesh? And I went, yeah, are you? And he went, yeah, face to face. And he goes, then we're destined to meet. And I went, I guess so. And we had this whole conversation, and now three more times since then, I've connected with him. I am pretty sure I know his name and I'm pretty sure I know who he is. I've googled him. Wow. And um I'm going to connect to that. I'm being called to to Uluru when I go home next and I think that's at Christmas. Oh, how beautiful. It's blown my mind. I mean, I've had this before where I've accidentally caught remote viewers like CIA um, like secret service type men in black type thing and and I was like thought thought is a spirit I was like oh my god it's real time and they're looking they had earpieces here and it was like the movies and they're looking <laughs> at me going who is she and i was like hmm, close down close down don't don't let them see you you know it's like cross wires but yeah telepathy i think is one of the next steps that we're going to be really using and um the aborigines use it they, they they barely you know you know they they say that the voice wasn't actually created for conversation it was created for um devotion and chant and sound and healing. And we were meant to communicate with these the senses mind. through the mind.
1: Isn't that, oh, I mean, it's so beautiful. Blowing I mean, my underst- mind, yeah. They understand so much, don't they? Even like dream time and that, that whole reality there, you know, it's just the way that you look at these ancient, ancient traditions, all knowing about how life came from spirit first mm-hmm. into being, you know, I just think there's, like you say, so much knowledge. And there's the science behind all this now. I mean, telepathy is pretty much scientifically proven. It's our proven. DNA,
0: isn't it? It's all about yeah. DNA. It's, I,
1: I, I've included in, um, because this is me, like needing to put some of the research in with, with the, the hands-on stuff, you know, I've included research that was done in universities in America where they have proven. telepathy's yeah. there, you know, it's they've there. got the data basically yeah. it's just are you ready to believe it
0: <laughs> and even like you know like eben alexander you know talking about him when he when he left his body and he heard the conversations in the room it wasn't connected to his brain he was out no. of his body he was dead clinically dead so we know consciousness is so much. Oh, it's given me all goosebumps. It's so
1: it's all... <laughs> well, that's the thing. We don't, you know, it's, it's just awe inspiring to me because we know about this much. We, yeah. you know, we, we think we're so advanced. We're not advanced at all. No, we're not. <laughs> we're it's not. Just, this, this complete, uh, I find excitement about life because it constantly keeps unfolding and through, through ways that you just wouldn't even, perceive as possible you know 20 years ago when I started out if people had said to me oh well uh, higher evolved beings and alien communication is connected with mediumship I have said oh rubbish you know yeah. the two different things and I don't know whether one's proven or one's not but I do know the afterlife's real you know now mm-hmm. I'm like Okay, it's all part of the same thing here. We're talking about interdimensions and different realities, and and why not? You know,
0: yeah, exactly. in fact, when I leave
1: this planet, I'm going to a different one.
0: <laughs> you've been—you've probably here. been on several already. Yeah. Um, one of the things my guides are kind of asking me to ask you. Sorry, they they always do this in interviews, right? Ask her about this. um And I know we talk about a lot about the beauty of this and the and the the lightness of being and everything. But what would you say to people who who are either afraid of seeing something scary if they open up or people who have um, been having experiences of seeing probably some not very pleasant things in the spirit world. What's your take on all of that?
1: Well, I really am of the sort of hermetic principle of as as above, so below. So there is a law that works in the spiritual dimensions that works even more in our protection than it does even in this world which is like attracts like so yes in the spirit dimensions are there if you want to use the word more negative thinking intelligences or lower intelligences lower energies yes um, just like there are in this world, but in this world, in fact, I'm more frightened of the people in this world because they can do me physical harm. The difference in spirit being that if your intention is true and loving and um, empowering with the intent to learn and to grow and to reach higher states of evolution, then you are going to naturally align yourself with that. Yeah. And some people, I believe if they bump up against these lower energies, um, when they're not developed and so they feel frightened, most people bump up against uh, just a normal spirit person and feel frightened of it because they don't understand it. it it. it. (laughs) Yeah. And that's not a low energy at all. But if, if you have had a, for one of the better word, negative experience, the way out of those experiences is to focus on the higher so um, the higher emotions to bring yourself into a state of love isn't actually to have to sort of fight that off it's to actually remove yourself into a state of peace love enlightenment you will you will just disconnect yeah in fact white feather has taught me just don't engage yeah just don't engage Mm. at all you know And so when you learn that there are there's a natural protection in place that you are most likely not going to ever come across those things I mean, I don't and I'm working with spirit every day of my life I don't come across it I come across the most loving uh, You know mind-blowing Beings that are trying to lift me up not, you know squash me down but uh, when you understand that there is a a way to steer clear of all that to surf over the top of it, which is that your emotional state of being is your protection. And if you are in a healthy state of mind with love in your heart, with the right intent, yeah. then you have nothing to worry about.
0: Stay um, in your joy, isn't it? I it's think exactly, it's clear. It's, it. <laughs> it's like the only thing we have to fear is, is fear it itself. I know, yes. um, I've done a, an awful lot of shadow work and I don't know why I say awful lot. I've done a, a heck of a lot of shadow work. Um, <laughs> okay. and that's when, I've noticed that some of those energies can come in, but always the invitation is the only way out is in. So it's, it's an opportunity to deepen more into self-love. And like you say, deepen into self-love, lift yourself up, raise your vibration, stay with your joy, and don't be afraid of anything. I do, uh, no. it's, it's like you said, we treat it like the 3D. I have a, a really good medium friend called Ann Scholes who I recently interviewed as well. and. She always says you just treat everything like 3D, be matter of fact about it. If someone's annoying you in this world, you say no thanks and you and you and you you, you go on your way. And the same with spirit. No thanks. Bye. Exactly. Yeah, it's and it this. is
1: like a phone conversation. <laughs> just hang up, don't engage, go yeah. off, do something else, separate your mind off. That doorway closes and then next time you're ready to open up, it's clear. Yeah, I mean you, if you want to include rituals in your life where you feel like you're cleansing the room, cleansing the space. It's it probably a good idea. One one experience I had that really taught me a lot, and this is where actually you have to wonder whether sometimes bumping up against the shadow yeah. is more educational than if we only live in the light. You know, yeah. because um, I I remember having a client, and uh, she was so emotionally depressed when she came in through grief. But I realised, as I look back, it was probably also because she had you know mental health issues. Not as in she was crazy, but just like all of us are dealing with our mind, and mm. she was so low and so depressed. Um, I gave her the most enlightening reading. It was one of those where spirit knew there was a need, and she had so much information that she, her whole demeanor changed. She didn't believe in the afterlife when she walked in. She literally shifted, and I can remember looking at her, thinking she looks younger. She looked physically younger when she left, and her shoulders were up, and she said to me as she left, "I'll never forget it. I feel so much lighter." <laughs> now, that was amazing. I was like pat myself on the back, "Wow, you know, ego comes in." And then that night, my daughter was having a nightmare, and um, I, I went in to check on her, and I walked into this energy, and she sang in her seat, "No, no, no." you know And as I stood there, I could feel that there was a mass. Now, it wasn't a mass of energy. It wasn't an intelligent spirit being. It wasn't, because I think sometimes spirit beings get the rap for all of this. It was a thought form. It was a thought form that had been dropped and it was looking for somewhere to go Hmm. and penetrating, I think, probably her sleep. But I stood there in the middle of the room, having sensed it, thinking I'm losing my mind here with all of this, but it felt, you know, and, um, and, send, and literally, I stood and was saying, in a mother's love, you can't exist here, you have to leave. You cannot exist in the light and the love of this mother's love around this child. And it, and it just went straight through me, straight through my body and out, gone. gone. And I felt my whole, uh, almost like my blood pool. It was this weird feeling like, ever, like the energy had been taken out of my feet, but it had gone. Mm. And from that mark, I remember thinking, we don't understand love, thought, the power of, of, you know, all of that intention, your own, owning your own power. It couldn't yeah. exist there. And That's then I, the energy
0: uh, of love, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, and then I, just,
1: I don't ever have to be frightened again. I don't yeah. ever, I, all I have to ever do is get into that space where I'm feeling love for someone or something, a pet an animal, a, yeah. you know, when I'm in that, it can't exist. It
0: neutralizes everything, doesn't it? It does, it
1: and does it sounds beautiful. so trite, doesn't it?
0: But it you is know, simple, but it... it's so simple, I think people, I think as humans we like to overcomplicate things, don't we, we wanna feel like we've got a challenge or something, there's something in that um, tussle that we do with life, but actually if we just keep it simple and allow and open and let things flow and, and stay in that vibration of love, Everything just unfolds according to it. it. Everything kind of works for your highest good and everything will flow in the way it's meant to. Yes, and I think
1: it's ultimately understanding, like you're saying, that you are that power. Yeah. And yeah. so why do you need to be frightened of something which you are? You, like we all know, we've got a shadow yeah. self and a. I'm not frightened of my own inner self,
0: your own stuff. Some, yeah. yeah. I
1: just have to work with it. You know, is it enjoyable? Yeah. No, but I don't, I'm not frightened of the fact that I have negative thoughts sometimes that don't serve me. You know, it's, I wouldn't say I'm fearful of it. It's irritating, annoying. Mm-hmm. I want to change it. I want to, but I'm not frightened of myself. Yeah. And I think if like you're saying, I, you know, it's exactly as in spirit as here if you came across somebody who was depressed in this world you wouldn't be frightened of them you would think how can i help them is there something i could say if i come across somebody in the spirit world who seems depressed or not understanding of where they are or could be existing in a more uh, content state of being then i just help them to see another way by trying to coach them. It's, you. it doesn't have to be all demons and evil. I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't buy yeah. it.
0: Yeah. We things, <laughs> we sort of can blow things up in our own minds. Can't we? A lot of the time. I think
1: it's just that it's just the not knowing it's, you know, when I was a teenager, I was absolutely petrified of what I was experiencing. You know, it's, it's the lack of knowledge and then feeling vulnerable because you don't know how to deal with it. But it, like you're saying it's so simple because really it comes down to your state of mind you don't have to understand all of the magical textbooks you don't have to have a deep knowledge of the occult you don't have to be a demonologist you don't have to you know you don't have to have to ingrain yourself in this all spiritual philosophy is is different methods of the same thing which is to bring you to a higher state of awareness within yourself and move you from lower uh, emotions into higher Loving emotions, that's it. It doesn't matter which method you choose, whatever one works for you. And that is evolution of the soul, isn't it? That's the same in spirit, in non-physical, as it is in physical.
0: I love your philosophy, Claire. I think we, <laughs> I think we all need to take some, some clairology with us. And, and the, I think that we, exactly what you said, we can apply it to everything. Watching the news, looking at the state of the world at the moment, the, we can easily go into fear. I'm finding at the moment where we've just come into 2020 and um, but it's like both things are happening. The miraculous and the beautiful is happening on such a high level. Really, I'm seeing so much more evidence and I think more and more people are waking up to it. And then we've got all this kind of illusion playing out on the planet that could easily send you into fear. But if we stay in that balanced state and just go, right, I'm just going to focus on love and then we're going to attract in more of that goodness. Exactly how you said it is absolutely stunning and it's so simple, it doesn't need to be complex. So can you tell us a little bit just about your books and how people can get hold of your books and um, how people can connect with you if they're interested in your work?
1: Sure. Well, um, I have a Facebook page with a a lovely community of open minded people that are all learning. Um, So you can come and join me there. Um, I'd love to have you on my own YouTube channel, Alex. Oh my God. I'd love
0: to. I'm just
1: kind of getting that going. There's so many, um, there's so many misconceptions about mediumship, even down to people not understanding there's a difference between psychic ability and mediumship and, and you know, there's so much really that needs to be educated with the general public. That's my channel together with spirit is hopefully going to be uh, a place where people can come and get a resource of information that's grounded, thought out you know in this world and not in this world. Well this is it because
0: we need to just make it all normal now, don't we? It is part oh, of yeah, it now. needs to be integrated, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean it,
1: you know, I, it doesn't have to be all fluffy and and, <laughs> and out there. It needs to be like I said at the beginning, something that can be applied in your life that will help you live your best life. So that's my philosophy. And my books are on Amazon. Um, you, there's uh, Answers from Heaven that I wrote with Teresa Chung, which is an introduction really to what mediumship is. She writes it from the view of a researcher, so she has written about people's true stories about the contact they've had direct after the live contact they've had. And then I write the second half of the book from the perspective of a practitioner who is working with spirit all the time. Again, demystifying it, bringing the science into it, allowing people to find information so that they can hopefully avoid some of the, you know, wheat- yeah you know, sort out the wheat from the chaff and not have a negative experience um and when i say negative i don't mean spiritually i mean with with people out there that will take your money and run and give yeah, you that rubbish
0: plenty of those unfortunately it's yes, all exactly. balanced <laughs> two so sides I'm to
1: saying, every coin <laughs> well that's it is that we're living in a world of duality aren't we yeah um so uh so that's the first book answers from heaven and then my most recent but what the dead are dying to teach us are seven lessons that I've received over my 24 years of of working as a practitioner that the spirit world have, have taught me that I'm helping others to learn so that they can bring the practice of a spiritual connection into their own life. And I sometimes think uh, well, speaking for myself, I can only speak for myself. When I used to go into church, I'd hear the beautiful teachings, listen to the to the you know amazing things that you know enlightened, enlightened teachers like Jesus were doing, but never never learned, never got taught how to imply that in my life. Yeah,
0: so my and how to do it yourself really. How to do it it's you yeah.
1: how to have that communion. It's done through others. So my teachings are are all about empowering other people to find how they have that connection for themselves so they don't have to listen to me and trying to believe me they can try themselves safely you know in a in a logical manner and learn so that's what what the dead are dying to teach us to get their own
0: evidence right because we know their own, own evidence, evidence don't yeah, we? yeah
1: until you have it yourself you're never going to believe are you so uh, that's what it's about so my books are on amazon they're in in book shops and come and find me at www.clairebroad.com and you can find out everything i'm doing because as you said <laughs> it's kind of been propelled into this next <laughs> level um, over the last <laughs> couple of years which is great, but I'm just running with it now. and trying to, it's just me. I don't have a, you know, my, my lovely mum helps me, but I don't have a team. I don't have a publicity team. I don't have angels. So, you know, I'm just trying to keep this humble. Yes you do
0: darling. You've got a whole team of spirit and angels working. <laughs> well <around>. I do
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they have made it quite clear what they want me to do. They were the ones who were telling me for 20 years, we want you to write. You're going to write for us. It's going to look like this. The books are going to have these covers. They're going to start writing in these months and it was coming at me. And I was like, no, have
0: you got another book coming out, honey? Are you thinking, are you, are you working on something now? I'm not at the moment, but
1: I believe there's one coming because I've started to receive titles, chapters, <laughs> insights. So. Yeah,
0: it's all in your I, energy field. I'm like, on another book coming really soon, giving me chills. Yes, I'm <laughs>
1: waiting now because as, as a, I needed a break. I'd written yeah. nonstop, two books back to back. I've got two young children. I'm still trying to serve the public. I needed just a bit of a break, but Thanks. now I've noticed that inspiration's coming in. Um, the, I, I never went looking for book deals. It mm-hmm. happened to me. So I have a feeling the third is going to happen. Um, but I don't know when yet. So this year, I I think, I don't know, but this year.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Oh, keep working your magic, honey. I love it. It just, connecting with you I feel so like Wee! she's got the nicest energy and I'm sure this is coming through the screen as well. Oh, uh, Have you. you got any parting words for our viewers just before we, we prepare to finish up? We, I could talk to you for days though. I'm, seriously, we would be talking oh, for no. an hour. I could keep going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, maybe we can do it again. We'll do a follow-up.
0: We have to do a follow-up.
1: <laughs> well, I think, do you know what's so refreshing about this interview is I can get into stuff that is it, on the on the edge of what I'm learning, it's not the the everyday stuff that you expect from mediums in this kind of interview. We've been able to get into stuff that is much more in, interesting in a sense that we can go beyond the boundaries of what, you know, just bringing through a deceased person, telling you what evidence of survival is, you know, that stuff's all out there. This is more interesting yeah. in that sense. Right, it, it gives, so, <laughs> yeah, it gives <laughs> other people mind. something else to <laughs> think about, doesn't it? Yes. Because you're quite right, practitioners, probably not just me, I should imagine many mediums who are working within the boundaries of what people expect from their services are actually in their own practices, getting a whole lot more that they haven't yet had the, the strength to step out and sound like they've lost the plot.
0: <laughs> Which I, don't no, I, mind. Just, I just do that. Well, I just do that for you, darling. But I think this is the thing. A dear friend of mine, Steve Nobel, who he teaches. I love Steve
1: Nobel. I didn't know you were friends. He's a dear
0: friend. He, so he, um, he just says whatever you're talking about, just talk about it as though it's normal. And then people won't look at you like you're a freak. So even if you think you sound like a freak, if you, think, <laughs> you know, the, the irony about us is we're both very normal women. You know, like very normal, grounded human beings. We're clearly not nuts. You know, no. We, we 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 hold down jobs. We we have lives. We have. I have a husband who's very grounded in the 3D world who works in recruitment. You know, you're a mom. You've got kids. We, we can feed and clothe ourselves. And you know, we're we're not we're not incapable. So I think it does something to people's minds when you do talk about this stuff. They go hang on, <laughs> but, but you're really normal. And you're, but what? And, you, and you're like, yeah, cause it just is. It, just it is. is
1: normal cause this is just part of reality. and exactly. Isn't it amazing? I think my parting words would be to not fear life, but take it by both hands because you can't die and you will, you will not die alone. So even in the physical body, when the physical body dies, you you have no idea of the love and the, 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 the guidance and the nurturing that is waiting for you. You know, if we could really understand that, we would never, we wouldn't be running towards death because mm. we're here because life is beautiful and we love it but we would make the most of it here knowing we're here for a reason and we wouldn't feel frightened to take risks, do challenges, make the most of every day because life is awesome. And the more you understand, the more you realize there is so much really to to be grateful for and thankful for even in the darkest moments. And people are talking to me a lot, obviously from a standpoint of I've lost someone and I feel like I can't imagine my life without them. And I, and I feel, you know, completely low life has no meaning for me. But even in those moments, if you could see the growth that's going on within you and what's to come because of that, you would even be able to, in your moments of sadness, access moments of joy at the same time. That's where I find this knowledge leads me that even when I'm sad I can find contentment peace within Um, even when I'm challenged I know there's meaning nothing is lost and that ultimately you can't die so let's lighten up a little bit and enjoy the ride.
0: I love it. Oh, you're such an inspiration, honey. Thank you so so much, Claire, for coming on the show. And yeah, guys, if you're if you're watching this, do do check out Claire. Oh my God, it's eleven eleven as we finish what? the interview. <laughs> Brilliant. My There's
1: our There's our evidence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Talk about alignment. I love it so much. Um, yeah, do do check out Claire. I'm going to put all the links below the video so you can see her website, see her Facebook. Um, and I'll put your, is your YouTube up and running now, honey? Yes, it is here? together awesome. with spirit. Yeah. You can Amazing. I'm just not the... quite
1: as established as you are, but
0: <laughs> oh, mate, it won't take you long. Seriously. You're flying. <laughs> You've got those angel wings on the go. <laughs> well,
1: that's it. You and I, we've got unseen helpers pushing us forward. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can leave you feeling a bit nervous because you're like, whoa, the rapidity of some of it, but it's all good. But well, now I'm now of
1: the viewpoint where I'm kind of thinking, I better do this work because what I don't want to do is get to the other side and then say, Go back, go
0: back. You, no, you get it all done. I'm ready to ascend. <laughs> Absolutely. Ready to ready to go live in the angelic realm for a bit now, I think. I think we've earned it. <laughs> I love it. Well, just to say thank you everyone for watching the show. Thank you so much, Claire, for being here. Thank you. And thank you to your viewers. Such a magical day. I feel so light and happy and amazing. So thank you so much, everyone. And thank you, Claire. And um, until next time, thank you for watching The Alexandra Wenman Show. Namaste, everyone.